Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketing Campfire, where we speak with marketing professionals from every corner of the industry to share their marketing tips, tactics, and trends. Today, we're speaking with Michelle Yeh, who is a passionate entrepreneur and marketer with an impressive history of working with and founding multiple organic and cruelty-free product lines. In this episode, Michelle shares her story navigating some unique challenges with her online advertising campaign during 2020 and some valuable takeaways that can help your brand avoid campaign setbacks in the ever-changing landscape of paid digital advertising. So let's get started. The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Learn more at videofresh.co. Michelle Ye is the founder and CEO of Hygiene Hero, a wellness lifestyle brand that offers a premium line of products, including soaps, facial masks, and sanitizers. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Hygiene Hero drove sales of their premium triple layer masks through Facebook ads. Throughout this process, Michelle encountered some unexpected and unique challenges that caused their ad campaign to be disrupted. Through the process, she learned valuable lessons that continue to set her business up for future success. Michelle, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Uh, first of all, tell me about yourself and when you first developed an interest in marketing. My name is Michelle Ye. I am the founder and CEO of Hygiene Hero, a hygiene wellness lifestyle brand that's based in California. Um, I was born and raised in Taiwan, um, but I went to graduate school in Northwestern University and uh, studying integrated marketing communications. And so it's my curiosity that makes me, you know, always learn new things, ask questions. And I think it's because my curiosity, I got into marketing um, because there's a lot of uh, research and understanding the consumer. And you have to be very observant and perceptive to be able to be, you know, do marketing work. And I think because I came to the States, you know, my English is still not perfect. So that's how I started into marketing because I think it's my curiosity. I love that. Curiosity is so important in marketing and business in general. So tell me about your latest endeavor, Hygiene Hero. Hygiene Hero was founded last June, uh, June 2020, uh, with the goal to revolutionize the hygiene category. I came from the beauty industry, right? And I, with 25 plus years, years of experience in cosmetic industry, in 2008, I realized how toxic that industry was in terms of ingredient and formula and how. So I want to bring the clean beauty principle into the hygiene category. And in the midst of preparing for the launch, I was working on totally something else. The pandemic hit. Um, so I canceled all my trip to Asia right away because I lived in China for 11 years. And, um, so I called all my suppliers in the U S and asked them to make me an organic hand sanitizer. They all say, Oh, it's going to take six months. This is February, early February, 2020. This is before U S started to realize how serious it was. I say, you don't understand. I can't wait that long. They say, what's the rush? I say, I think the pandemic is going to hit. Nobody believed me at that time. Nobody took me seriously in the U.S. at that time. But because my suppliers was already working on something else for me in Italy, I called the Italian supplier and said, hey, can you get me organic alcohol? 
this is before the pandemic hit uh, the virus hit uh, Italy in March. Wow. They sure. So they stock up a bunch of alcohol for me without knowing what's going to hit Italy. So March came, <laughs> Italy shut down. You, you remember those horror images, the entire town was empty, right? And um, so they went through that, but because they are considered essential manufacturers, essential uh, prof- uh, businesses, so they continue to crank out hand sanitizer for me as well as for their own markets in Italy. So that's the birth of super mist. <laughs> so we call it a super mist. Um, I think here super mist is the 100% natural organic hand sanitizer. Okay, so it took us about four months to get the product into the U.S. from Italy. During April, you remember that healthcare workers were not, you know, were wearing the same health, uh, mask every day. Remember, because there are no masks for them. Mm. And I said, this is not right. I must be able to find them some mask. So I did a GoFundMe campaign among all my friends and family, and we raised enough money to donate 3,000 masks. And so the money came in. I have to go and source the mask. I said, oh, I know all the suppliers in, in China. I'm sure I, my connection can help me find the uh, KN95 mask. So I got a bunch of um, FDA certificates uh, emailed to me, and I was vetting through every one of them. And I, I went to FDA website to see whether it's indeed there, and I could not find any of them on FDA website. So all these certificates were fake. And then oh, except one, I said, okay, this one is real. So I asked them to send me samples. So I spent the money and buy a bunch of samples and got sent to me that looked nothing like the one they sent me the registration for. for. So, and so the FDA registration for. So that is also fake. So I decided, okay, this is not good. Nobody's checking them. And they are selling millions and millions of them to the U.S. I said, okay, I cannot tell what is real, what's not when it comes to these paper masks or, or they call it medical gray mask. So I decided, okay, I'm, I cannot donate these. So I went back to my birthplace, birthplace in Taiwan and used my you know, family connection and found a manufacturer to make good quality cloth mask. So we ordered a bunch um, and then donated to senior homes and the hospitals and homeless shelters in the Bay Area. And so in the process of that, we have mom's group in Berkeley asking me, can we buy some for our uh, our kids, you know, from you. I said, oh, sure, I can order, you know, extra for you. And um, so I ordered a bunch for them. And then I started taking <laughs> orders from, uh, by text messages and WhatsApp. And, um, but the sales grew so fast, I have to tab- start tabulating those sales in Excel spreadsheet, okay? Nothing fancy. And, um, and they say, oh, this is too, I say, it's too much work. I, I can't do this anymore. They say, why don't you put it on the website, the website that you, you're, you're going to be selling the hand sanitizer for? I said, oh, my God, it was not part of my plan, but okay, I'll put it in. At that time, no logo, no packaging design. <laughs> Everything is very, very bare minimum. And we put it on and it became a hit. We sold so much. And uh, people kept coming back. By then, actually, by July, the people have a lot of options for masks already. But people kept coming back. We had people come back in three weeks, or five times. I said, 
how many masks do you need? They're like, oh, we buy for our friends, family, and our employees too. So then at that time, I said, I, I realized we have a winner here. And so today, the masks still account for 80% of our sales. That's fantastic. And I know that you started advertising on Facebook, but you had some interesting hurdles in that process. Uh, tell us about that. Well, we started advertising in um, July and uh, I started with five bucks per day. I have no idea. I have no agency at that time. We just kind of, I never done Facebook advertising. I put in five bucks per day and then, wow, sales are coming in. And then we send a few to bloggers, you know, the, the people who like clean uh beauty and health conscious people, we sent to some mommy bloggers. Immediately that day, we got a bunch of uh, orders. And so we started increasing from $2, uh, from $5 to $20 to $100. And by, I would say, by the end of summer, we spent 1000 per day wow. <laughs> advertising. And by, the, um, by November for Black Friday and Christmas, we're spending almost 1500 per day. On advertising, and so last year we our ROAS is about three point five, and so we're doing really well. But hey, <laughs> during the process, Facebook was shutting us down and apologize. Oh, this is algorithm making some mistakes and then putting us back up. And we understand we are so called sensitive category, right? Face mask, and um, so. <laughs> We just kind of didn't have time to deal with it. As soon as they say, and they apologize and mistake, they put us up. So we have to, you know, go down and run back up, go down and run back up. That actually affected our roles a lot. I think our role should be five, right? But you kept getting shut down and coming back up. So really affected our, our performance even more. But this year, starting March, we started having some instability, I don't know what's going on. And um, over the course of, I think, the past year, I learned that agency also doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> um, and I think Facebook is just like a black box. And, um, you know, I, I respect agency expertise in terms of working on the, you know, working on the, the mechanism. It's like how, you know, how does it work? The, the whole interface is um, the business manager is not very user friendly, right? You, you have used that before. Oh, like you can get lost in the system. So I really rely on agency to tell me, you know, how to look at the data, how to maneuver um, uh, the system. But in terms of how Facebook decide where you spend the money, because you can put in five different creatives in into the system and they just pick one and run with it and i said wait a minute you didn't really run enough you know the rest of the creative to test it out but they just decided arbitrarily well that is uh, the winner so you you never know why <laughs> you just and then after so many months i have given them up on asking why <laughs> because, you know, coming from the direct marketing background, the segmentation is the key, right? Okay, you're targeting women between 18 to 29 and a college, ed college educated and, you know, certain geographic or demographic lifestyle. A lot of times, it turned out that Facebook, at least in our case, broad audience always perform better. 
than the, the targeted one. I don't know why, and nobody could explain to me why. So, so that's so far our journey, but you know, it's still very unstable. And the Facebook is changing policy all the time. So even when we ask customer service, why is this happening? Um, they cannot explain to me. So in May, they basically uh, put one of our uh, accounts, ad accounts, uh, into permanent ban. <laughs> and then we spend hours asking customer service or their support team why. Nobody could tell me why. They said we were, we were told not to provide any explanation because we don't want people to go around the system, you know, knowing the understanding how it works. And so after many hours of um, like, uh, drilling them, finally, they gave me two reasons. One is one of the, I think you will find this the most ridiculous. Uh, one of the creative uh, ads was, uh, we have a carousel ad with nine women, all real uh, people giving testimonial, you know, with their picture wearing a mask and tell, you know, talking about why they love it. So in that text bubble with, you know, a few lines of their words, and we had a, because the background is the pictures, we want to make the text easier to read, but we have a text bubble with some grayed out, you know, color. It doesn't, it's not even solid color, it's a grayed out color. So there's no way you can look at that and say, okay, I'm going to click on that. So uh, Facebook rep told me that, we violate the app policy because that text bubble looked too much like a clickable, clickable button. <laughs> so I said, you gotta be kidding me. And so because we, you know, five out of nine uh, images were banned. So they are counting them as multiple violations. Early this year, Dr. Fauci said that to double mask because there's in, inconsistent quality of mask, right? There are people with paper, a really, really thin mask that doesn't do very much. So instead of, they couldn't standardize the mask, uh, you know, quality or standard in this US. So they, he started telling people to double mask. So we had a, and because our mask is triple layer protection with antibacterial fabric, so you will not get acne, you will not get breakout, and it's designed for sportswear material, so it's very breathable. And so we had this triple layer protection. So our tagline was, we had a video ad saying that Dr. Fauci said to double mask, and we give you triple layer protection. And um, well, that was one of the best performing ads. So people came in and, and, and also the music, everything was doing, you know, just perfectly. And then we started getting haters comment because we mentioned, you know, Dr. Fauci, right? So that was the <laughs> people evil either hated or love him, this guy. So we happen to love <laughs> Dr. Fauci and, but a lot of people, came in and gave us haters comment. And I kind of left it alone for a while because I wanted to see how, what they say. And um, we have people, loyal friends come in, loyal fans come in and um, defended us and said, you know, and so they're having some dis, um, argument in our chat. So we eventually turned off, the, um, not didn't turn off comment, we eventually banned the keywords. Like all the curse word we banned, all the, you know, <laughs> like idiot or moron, all these <laughs> negative words we banned. And um, 
So those people start hate and uh, not hiding our ads. And I was told later by Facebook uh, rep that if you have too many people hiding your ads, uh, the system will shut you down. Oh my gosh, that is so frustrating to have your ads shut down multiple times. Um, what did you learn through that process? And do you have any advice that you can share to help other marketers out there in their process of running ads on Facebook? Because the advertising rules are written in such a vague <laughs> manner. Um, when they direct you to read the ad policy, you, you still don't know. I can read it back and, you know, up and down, back and forth. I still do not know what ad policy I, viola- I violated. So I really can't answer that question directly. You can only assume that you things will not go as you plan. Sometimes half of the time, if you are in a, you know, tricky um, a platform. So the best advice in that case would be that have sufficient funding so you can have some leeway uh, to when, you know, and some time to, to buy yourself some time to when you are, you know, uh, diverting to another path. Of, of sales or uh, channels. So in our case, um, you know, this is my second business, right? And uh, uh, we have uh, uh, initial funding. And uh, so we are in, we are in, and my husband and I are not paying ourselves at all, right? And we are okay. But I cannot imagine if people throw in their entire saving to start a business and then get screwed by Facebook this way, I just don't know what they would do, right? So in this case, I, I can only say that you have to have backup plan. Plan B is always good. Um, I think that would be my best advice uh, when you work with a tricky system like this, with so much unknown, with a black box, no, ex- no specialist, no agency can explain to me what is happening to our account. Even Facebook rep cannot explain to us what's happening to our account. So, you know, there are certain things that money cannot solve until you have a plan B, right? So that's, that's what I think um, anyone, you know, with a startup should always have. Yeah, that's really valuable advice. And um, along those lines, what qualities do you think marketers should have in 2021 to be successful in the current environment of online advertising? Have to really kind of keep up with the consumer. Consumer today are fast changing, right? And um, what is hot today, it could be really cold tomorrow, and so really, really changing so fast. And if you rely on your past experience, a lot of time is not so relevant anymore. Imagine I moved away from the U.S. 2008 and came back 2018. Actually, seven, 2007 and 2018, so 11 years. When I came back, I had to relearn the whole U.S. market. It's so different, right? So I think to keep up with What's going on with the market and the consumer? That's number one. Don't rely on your past experience so much because it's changing too fast. 
But when you come to actually running the marketing program, okay, I, have, I mean, I have to say this, I respect agency a lot, but when it comes to Facebook marketing, the fact that it's a, such a black box, okay, you cannot, you have to take everything with grain of salt. Whatever they tell you, whatever the so-called expert tell you, you have to ask the question, why? Why, why, why? Why not? And, and a lot of times you will be surprised. They don't know the answer. So I think it's important for you to know what they really know and what they don't know. I, what I don't want is people pretend they know and they don't tell me they don't know. That is the worst because, because I need to know your limitations so I will know how I can plan ahead. I know how much unknown that we are dealing with, right? Because last year, I did not know how much unknown, how tricky this Facebook advertising system was. So I decided to just focus on Facebook advertising. I did not go to Amazon. But if I had known that even agency and expert and all these do not know how it works, then I would not put all my 100% you know, bet on Facebook, right? So please tell me what you don't know. It's okay if you don't know, right? So I think as a marketer, especially on the corporate side, okay, don't listen to your agency as, you know, like don't take everything on space value. That's what I want to say. That's really well said. And I agree that marketers should always be asking why and not just settling for the information that they're getting from their agencies, their Facebook reps, etc. Do you have any other advice for marketers selling, let's say, controversial items? I actually don't know why face masks, especially our non-medical grade masks is controversial. <laughs> they're everywhere in uh, Amazon, you know, they're everywhere. So I don't know why it's controversial on Facebook. Um, but um, it's a considered restricted, right? They don't want you to, there are certain criteria. You have to be a business account of more than four months of good standing on Facebook to be advertised. Um, my only advice for that category is that it doesn't matter what you think because what I think is right, Facebook doesn't necessarily think that way. So you just have to deal with the reality deal with the bureaucracy, deal, Facebook is, you know, I don't know, going to be trillion dollar company. I don't know. It's just so big. A lot of things don't make sense anymore. You can't even talk to a live person sometime to really get the, the real answer, right? So we would spend hours and hours and talking to, I mean, chatting on, on Facebook with, with a rep and a lot of them is out of their hand. They also don't know. They also don't understand. So my only advice for people in this controversial or restricted category is that the policies are changing all the time, right? So you just have to get with the program. Either you, you, you either play or you don't play. And if you decide to play, you just have to kind of like go with the flow. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you think is right, right? We have customers sending, sending us email saying that, oh, my, my, uh, my son is going back to college next week and he will only wear your mask. I need to order 10 more, okay? Because we bought 100 others and you're the only one that works in the humid temperatures. 
when I get emails like that, I know I'm helping somebody, right? I'm helping them to keep their mask on. So they will not get acne from wearing my mask. They will not sweat, right? They will not suffocate. They will be comfortable. We have six-year-old mother told me that she, she, wear my, she wore my mask throughout the whole summer camp all day long without complaints. So when I hear, when I hear a feedback, I know I'm doing something right. I don't care what Facebook says controversial, restricted category. You know, if you don't let me sell on Facebook, I'll sell on Amazon. You just have to have your plan B and believe what you believe in. And then, you know, get with the program and stop fighting the system. You know, it doesn't matter what I think is right anymore. You just have to, you know, play by their rules and adapt. <laughs> that is excellent stuff. And I have one last question. Is there any final advice that you want to give to our listeners out there, uh, our marketing professionals, uh, anything that you want to leave them with? I, all I can say is stay safe and stay healthy and keep your mask on. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be my mask, but my mask is great mask, but uh, just keep your mask on. Make sure it's good quality, have good protection. It's breathable, comfortable, so you can keep it on for a long time. That will be my best advice to stay healthy right now. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your story and so much great tangible advice today. It's been a real pleasure and just wishing you the best of luck with the future of Hygiene Hero. And, well, thank um, you and so much for the opportunity, Rob. I love what you're doing. I can oh, see thank you. and I can, I can feel that, you know, the excitement that you have for what you're doing. I think what you're doing, um, sharing all the knowledge, I, ha I wish I had more access to content to your kind of to content like yours because we can learn so much from you know each other and avoid so many missteps that i had before right so thank you for what you're doing well thank you so much i i honestly could do this all day um it's so much fun learning from so many awesome marketers out there hearing their experience and um yeah thank you so much again for, for being on the show thank you so much the Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Their experienced team of video production professionals guides you through every project with energy, inspiration, and enthusiasm. The VideoFresh team handles script writing, casting, location booking, filming, and editing for all of your video production needs, all through a first-of-its-kind flat-rate subscription model, so you never have to wait for a quote again. Every video is gorgeously produced, and they dig deep to ensure that every video crushes your KPIs every time. They also have a perfect video guarantee. If you aren't completely satisfied with the project for any reason, they will keep working on it for free until you love every frame. Learn more at videofresh.co.